Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm really excited about this guest, and uh, we're going to learn a little bit about soul-level astrology. Now, I have had other astrologers on, but the reason why I decided to bring another one on was because I really loved reading about this man. I feel like he has lived a lot of life and probably has a lot of great stories, <laughs> and, uh, and I've never heard of soul-level astrology before. He also looks a little bit like a wizard. And he did create a school for wizards and just loved the feel of his website when I went to it and figured, you know, I know I've brought you guys uh, some information on astrology, but I think the show is going to be different. So I would like to welcome you to meet Mark Borax. So he's been a nomadic poet his whole life. In the late 70s, he traveled the U.S. and Canada performing and selling his poetry. In the mid 80s, Mark was befriended by his adolescent idol writer Ray Bradbury, who became his literary godfather, believing in Mark's writing, even though it was taking forever. I found it interesting that in 1984, he also became a comic book writer and the magazine editor of Comics Interview Magazine. And then in 1998, he rode his Harley Davidson lowrider through the U.S. and Europe. So come on, guys, I have to bring this guy on the show. I, I want to hear about some of these experiences. And he has gone on to write many books, quite a few, and he does a cosmic weather report. He lives pretty close to me out in Vermont, so we're both on Eastern time, and he, he does some in-person readings on Thursdays and Fridays. And I really want to learn more about what this soul-level astrology is. So I would like to welcome Mark to the Path Loving Podcast. Thank you, April. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, pleasure to have you. So you know, when I was reading your bio and, you know, just those little tidbits about you, I was thinking, I bet you this guy has some really cool stories and probably some mystical ones, because how do you go from being this poet, you know, and then to comic books, and then all of a sudden, here we are dealing with the stars and astrology. So I'd love to hear probably the condensed version of, you know, what what brought you to really want to go into this full time and study the stars and you know, help people really connect to their souls and their purpose and why they're here? It's a good question. The longer response to your question can be found in my first book, which is 2012, Crossing the Bridge to the Future. That book is a mystical memoir of my seven-year apprenticeship with a wild wizard in the Santa Cruz Mountains of Northern California. The shorter answer in terms of today's show is that I, I stumbled into a mystery school as a young man that was led by an astrologer who had given me my third astrology reading. I didn't become an astrologer by taking classes or studying internet. This was back in 1987. I had spent four years studying one astrology book, Alan Oaken's Complete Astrology. And in that four-year period, I didn't say I'm going to learn how to do this as a profession. I was just fascinated by what he had to say. And 
at the end of those four years of studying that book, I thought, I wonder if I could do this as a profession. I wonder if I could read other people's charts. Right at that time, somebody told me about a man named William Lonsdale, who said he's a master astrologer. You got to get a reading from him. I did get a reading from him and it blew my socks off. It wasn't so much like an information session as an ayahuasca journey. It was, it was like an acid trip. I, it transported me into, into the soul, left me with my body soaked in tears. Nobody had seen into me that deeply before. And when I came out of that session, I said to myself, I want to learn how to do for other people what this guy just did for me. And I became a professional astrologer. Took me a few more years before I was able to study with him. And I became the, the sorcerer's apprentice. And I learned the secret inner language of astrology. When I began my practice, I called it soul level astrology because I wanted only one purpose for the birth chart to get to the soul. I'm not as interested in the signs. I'm not as interested in every little feature of your chart as I am in who you are on a core level. And, and since 1987, I've made a living helping other people dissolve all their conditioned layers and get down to their core. Oh, I love that. I just had a client come in last week and I, I hear this a lot with some of my clients. Like, I feel like I've lost myself. I don't know who I am. What is my purpose? I can't figure out my purpose and why I'm here and what I'm supposed to do. And I had said to her, I was like, you know, you might want to consult an astrologer, you know, just to take a look at your at your birth chart, because I've had a couple of readings through my birth chart, too. Some were OK. You know, it was kind of like they were telling me some things that I had already known. And then I had an experience with a Vedic astrologer that to this day, stuff that he had spoken about in reading my chart is, you know, eventually coming true. And it was that that was a reading that blew my socks off as well. I was like, oh, that that was something really different. But I don't know if I quite felt what you felt when you're talking about really getting to the soul. And as I was speaking with this one client, you know, I do feel like astrology has the ability to do that or even to validate in some of my other experiences of, okay, yeah, I am on the right track. This is the work that I'm supposed to be doing. But I really like this part of the soul astrology. So how do you get to the person's soul just looking like at this birth chart and connecting it all to mm. the stars? Well, by using every trick in the book that I have <laughs> my disposal. And so I'm a trained actor. I'm a writer, musician, songwriter, director, <clears throat> as well, and a student of world history, as well as an astrologer. And I see my soul level astrology as star jazz in the sense that, well, that day that I met my teacher, the man who became my teacher, when he gave me my first reading, at the end of the reading, he said, if you want to be an astrologer, you need to remember one thing. And I said, what? He said, don't ever think you know what Gemini or Virgo is, but always be willing to find out what they are all over again with each new person who comes to you. That gave me my mantra. That gave me my marching orders, which means I use astrology like jazz musicians use a, a, a song chart. If you're a jazz musician, even if you've played the same song a hundred times before, 
the hundred and first time you play it, it has to be as if you never played it before. You have to find something in the living moment. That's what makes jazz different than classical or rock. And unless you're the Grateful Dead, because they they did rock that that same way that I do astrology. Even if I've looked at your birth chart a hundred times, it almost has to be all new again the next time I look at it. So the chart for me is a mandala. It's a celestial blueprint of who you are. But who you are is a factor of much more than your birth chart. It's a factor of what you do with that chart. It's a factor of how you were raised. It's a factor of what your past lives were. So the chart is just a a, a touchstone. It's a diving board. And when I'm holding the chart, it's not the great determinant of everything that's going to be. It's just a, a goad. It's it's just you know it's 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 just the the cup of ayahuasca. It's just if you're going to enter into the deep mystic art of your own existence, I'm the guide. Nice. And that makes a lot of sense to me because as consciousness, hopefully we're always trying to evolve, right? So like you said, the the chart can be a blueprint, but you know, if I came to you in my early 20s and got a reading and I'm coming to you now, the person that I was back then has totally changed and evolved. I mean, I, I've had rapid evolution in the past two years that put me on a track of, uh, you know, music and sound healing and art that I never in a million years would have thought that I would have been, you know, into. So that makes a lot of sense to me because I think through our choices and through our free will, we have the ability to evolve or de-evolve our consciousness. So would you agree with that, that you're, you're able to kind of follow the person's, you know, consciousness through their birth chart, meet them where they're at, at their current time of the reading? Absolutely. The, the chart isn't an indicator of what is. It's an indicator of what can be. Hmm. And, and, and you have many potential futures. It's up to you to steer your life's path towards the most optimal of all those possible futures. That's what I help people do. I, I look at you and I paint a verbal portrait of how I see you on the inside. And if that portrait resonates with you, it's going to start tingling on a deep inner level. I'm going to start talking about the way that I see you in ways that maybe you never heard before, but some inner part of you really knows. Mm -hmm. And if that's true, it's going to start to dissolve the, the conditioned layers of, of how you've been taught to be like everybody else rather than yourself. Right. It's really that concept of remembering, like remembering who you are. You're kind of touching upon something where the soul, as soon as it hears it, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that, you know? And is able to wake it up just to remember. I know that, you know, a lot of people say that we come, in, you know, back to this world with a little bit of psychic amnesia or some amnesia where we we forget and that we're always kind of on this quest and this path to remember. And it seems like a lot of people are seeking, you know, for that or can feel it, but what is it? And somebody like you probably is able to fine tune it and help people to remember. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. You, you've Put your finger exactly on my art. I help you remember who you are. I help you to forget less and remember more. So on a soul level, when we begin to remember, like you said, there, something happens, you begin to tingle, you begin to feel it. 
you probably strip away patterns of belief systems and layers of, like you said, of what we're told, who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, how we're supposed to act. How do people take this information and begin to transform it? So, you know, again, it's like, okay, I feel it. This sounds right. I have this information. Do you see people, I mean, I don't know if you follow up with the people that you read, but, you know, how does the transformation begin? Because some people I would assume could come and get this reading and do nothing with it. Like it might be interesting. It might be fun. And okay, I'll keep that in the back of my head. But how does a person like me that comes and gets this reading, how do I begin to apply all that you see within me and, and show me and let me know? It's through a growth process. I look at my readings as, as double teaming your personality nature. So I view the soul as a core part of you who's been here before in other lifetimes, who came back again in order to fulfill its purposes, the reasons why your soul decides to, to be alive again. If the things that I tell you in a session resonate with your core nature or soul, then your poor personality, everyday nature is sandwiched between the truth your soul is telling you from the inside and the truths I'm reflecting back to you from the outside. And, and if that happens during a session, you're going to go out of that session just vibrating because my words are going to be stirring, maybe stirring things you've known in past lives, maybe stirring things you found on an acid trip or in a musical experience or in meditation or during lovemaking, during a revelation. I'm going to be reminding you of who you are on the deepest levels. If that's the case, that energy, even more than the information that I give you, the energy of what I'm saying to you is just going to start buzzing and moving through your body and your chakras and your karma and your dreams and your past lives. And it's going to create, a, it's going to stir creative energies that you're going to want to follow up with that are going to start drawing similar vibrations of incidents out there in, in, in the world. Hmm. So when I hear you say that, what I take away from that is that when the reading is over with you, it's not over. <laughs> That's right. The energy continues. That's um, right. And so how, how does fear get in the way of this? Because again, I'm, I'm just thinking about, okay, here it is. Like we can access this, we can take it, we can use it, but Somebody might hear something that's completely left field. Say they're in the corporate world and you're telling them, oh, you should be a musician or an artist. And they're like, I can't step away from this corporate job. But they feel it. They're tingling. They're buzzing. There's stuff you know, starting to come up after the session with you. But that fear kind of blocks it. Do you help anybody with the fear? Or is part of this remembering, does that have any capacity to break up the energy of fear within us? It's, it's bound to raise fear. Okay. Because each of us is, is terrified at being the whole of what we could be. Each of us settles for less. Each of us gets told by parents and society that, that you're not at this amazing, unique being who's come here for the purposes of love and transformation. So to consider that is going to shake up 
self-view. It's going to shake up marriages. It's going to shake up corporate, corporate identity. And, and so it's, there's bound to be fear involved with that. And then it's up to you and it's up to your free will and your choices as to what you're going to do with that fear. Fear fear's a great teacher. Right. The way that I help people with fears by reminding you that there's some reason why you're here. You didn't come to keep everybody else happy. You didn't come to make a lot of money at the expense of your soul. Making a lot of money in itself, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But you didn't come to make money at the expense of your truth, at the expense of your soul. So there's there's got to be fear involved or else or else I wouldn't be doing my job. Yeah, I love that so much. I'm going to take that and use that because, again, you know, I've sat across from pretty wealthy individuals in my practice and, and so that what they always say, I should be happy. I'm bringing in the dough. I've got all this money and all this, but the disconnect of their soul. It's like there's no amount of money, you know, that that can bring you to that. And it doesn't doesn't make up for it. So I'm so glad, you know, that you said that. So when you had your reading that kind of blew your socks off and and he had said that you could be an astrologer, did that just feel right? I mean, was that just the stamp for you? It felt compelling and mysterious, but he was, I was a 33-year-old kid who had been through, I had been around the block over and over and over. I had had, you know, in my lifetime, I've lived in more than a hundred houses. I, I've just been a gypsy. I, I've had so many relationships with women before I settled down and got married 15 years ago. And, and even then at 33, I felt like... I had tried so many things, but I hadn't really found myself. And so he was saying, um, I, I said, what's my destiny? And he looked at me, I'm in this 33-year-old kid in the middle of another relationship that was breaking up. I was living with her in Berkeley, California. We were going to have to separate. I was going to have to leave my home yet again, leave my girlfriend yet again. My my job in comics was not going the way I wanted it to. I wanted my writing in comics to flourish, but what was happening was my um, I was a promotions manager and an editor, and those things were flourishing, but my writing wasn't. I felt stuck there. Oh no, I'm going to have to start all over again. And he looked at me. He I said, "What's my destiny?" And he said, "Mark, your destiny is to be a leader." And I thought. Has this guy taken some drugs? Did he get the right charges? Did you get my birth time? Are you really looking at me? I can't, I can hardly pay my own rent. I could barely tie my shoes. I'm supposed to tell everyone else what to do. He said, yeah, that's why you're here. So the things he was telling me about if I became an astrologer, they didn't suddenly make everything clear. It wasn't like St. Paul on the road to Dis- Damascus where the angels come through and now I know what I'm going to do. But it whet my appetite and it encouraged me to believe in who myself, in who I really was. Because this guy who spoke with the voice of authority, he spoke gently, he spoke kindly, but he spoke penetratingly, powerfully. And, and it, it, it stirred that part of me that, that wanted to be those things and made me think maybe I could. So I went home and I took the cassette recording of the reading and I transcribed it to a written report 
And I studied that report every day for months, like it was the Rosetta Stone. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So can you explain, you know, to myself and to also the listeners, what's involved with the soul level astrology reading? So, you know, I, I said, you know, before we hit record, oh, I should have probably have given you my birth date and stuff, you know, so so you could have taken a look at it beforehand. But you said that you can take a look at a couple of things, you know, that maybe you'll share with me today. But, you know, in going to your website, it looks like you do prefer if people can get to you in person. So you do in-person readings and also, I believe, virtually. But it sounds like you go pretty in-depth with a chart. This isn't just like, OK, yeah, give me your birth date and, you know. It's going to take me half an hour to figure out. I mean, it feels like it's much more of a detailed process. So can you bring us through that process? Yeah. My sessions are more like falling in love or or acid trips than they are like exchanging information in some academic way. I work both in person is my favorite for people who can come to Vermont, come to my home and sit with me in my office. But I also work by telephone and by Zoom. And my website is markborax.com. You can read all the different sessions I offer there and you can sign up for them. You can also see my books and my classes. During a soul level reading, I first studied your chart and I mark it up with this system of shorthand that I created over the years, kind of like music notation. I read the chart the way a musician reads a song chart. It's when you learn how to read music, your judgment mind doesn't slow down to say that note in that staff that way means I should do this with my hand on the piano. That, that's way too slow. The musician just sees the little dots and their body responds. That's how I've trained myself to do astrology. I mark your chart up ahead of time, before the reading. I study it with this system of coding that I've created, different markings in different parts around your birth chart that I write in stimulate me. So I don't know beforehand which of those markings I'm going to rely on most, if any, because I'm very intuitive and psychic as well. But once I have the chart there with me and I tune into you, which I can do better in person, but it you know, 99% of my readings are long distance with people all over the world who just can't come to see me. So I can still do it that way too. But I don't know until then how I'm going to use that. How That's why it's jazz. It's star jazz. I'm sitting there and I'm basically looking at you and saying, I see you and I raise you. This is who you are. You came here to be the love that you are. What does that mean? You got to find that out. Any parts of you that have gotten glued into artificial existence, the substitute, I'm going to help you recognize and remove the substitute and get down to the real McCoy. Love it. Yeah. And I do think, you know, there is a difference with being able to sit, you know, in a person's energy field. I mean, I mean, I understand energy, like you said, and understand that it can all be done, you know, on a virtual level as well. But there is just something more palpable, I feel, you know, when you can be in the presence of someone. So, yeah, I mean, this this really sounds, you know, fascinating and great. And it just there's something about it, I guess, through my own intuition that's 
you know, and, and reading some of your stuff and meeting you, that there is something different that's happening here. And it's probably something for me to experience because I can't quite put my finger on it yet. But I know, <laughs> I know what I know and know what it, whatever I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. So would you be willing to play a little bit with my numbers? Maybe not so much like in what you would do in, in a real soul level reading, but maybe if there's anybody out there in the same year that I'm born, maybe the same month or maybe even that they have the same birthday. So my birthday is April 17th, 1977. And you did talk about something before we hit record about that you could let me know what my oriental animal is. So I wasn't sure what that is. And that's kind of new information for me. And, you know, would just love to hear what maybe you have to say. Yes. Yeah, I think that was the year of the boar or the pig and the month of Aries. And the, the, the boar is a ravenous creature. The boar is all about hunger. And Aries is all about, Aries is the geometrical line of the zodiac. The, the shortest distance between two points is a line. Aries is, as the first sign, isn't about the over-sophisticated, civilized complexity and the red tape and the bureaucracy and the finer points of diplomacy as it is as getting the ball rolling, moving, following the energy clearing away the clutter, opening the portals through which evolution wants to happen. That's your hunger. Does, does that sound like you? Of course, sure does. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that hunger itself has, each of the 12 signs has their own kind of magic, as well as their own obstacles. And the magic of Aries is a very childlike magic. It's not a sophisticated magic. It's the magic of naming names. When you're a child, you have these secret names. Some of them are even secret from yourself, like imaginary friends or the name of your doll or your stuffed animal or the name of a day or the name of a rain or the inner names. The, you know, your, the magic of Aries is that even your sheer enthusiasm to want to open things up itself draws an equal response from the universe, from spirit, from, from universal intelligence. To be that fresh and open and innocent and wanting by itself is a power, especially at a jaded, confused time on planet Earth, where mm -hmm. humanity is lost and, and delusional. To be that innocent, is going to open up the future because humanity needs what Aries was born with, which is just to believe that things could be better. Things can be new. They don't have to be only a repetition of the worst of what's come before. So that's my brief soul level hit on the combination of Aries with the pig. Ah, interesting. And, and what's your sign and what's your oriental animal? I'm a Libra horse, and I say Libra because my teacher said Libra, and his teacher, a very famous astrologer, Mark Edmund Jones, in the 1920s, they, they all said Libra because it restores the, the power of the sign. The, the, the long eye is like a vertical, like the column of a temple. The, the E sound is a mousy little sign, and the astrologers get caught in cliches, and one of the cliches about Libra is it's just a wishy-washy kind of sign they can't make of its mind. So, so I say Libra and a Libra, Libra is the, is the, 
reflector is the mirror where I'm a good sign for a soul level astrologer because I reflect people to themselves. I help you see yourself. I paint a picture of how I see you. It's like looking at me is like looking in a mirror. The horse is, is devoted to helping carry people across their karmic rivers. The horse picks people up and carries them across the river and drops them off on the other side. Um, so, and, and as a horse, I've just been galloping through the world like, like, you know, like crazy. I just, I've been a roamer for a long time, though I've been living in the same town for the last 15 years and with the same woman and I became a father. So, so my roaming has taken on a different nature than it did. I'm almost 70 years old now. And, you know, for my first 55 years, I was a real roamer. On a Harley and all, right? Yeah. Hundred different homes and yeah, okay, interesting. So that's great for the Libras. And when your teacher had said, like, never look at the Gemini and the Virgo, you know, the same, you know, in the same way, was there a reason why was that just a metaphor, or did he choose those two specific signs because they specifically have the ability to continually change? It was a metaphor. And in fact, I never remember which signs he actually <laughs> said. So I'm always making it up all over again. Okay. And I get meant all the signs. All the signs. Got it. Yeah. So I guess my, my other question to you, let's say that there are some people, because I would say our audience, they're definitely on some sort of spiritual journey. Otherwise, our podcast would not be of any interest to them. Okay. So we know that some of our listeners are just waking up. They're, you know, going through their spiritual awakening. They've been on their spiritual path for a while. So somebody like me, of course, I always say, when I think I know, I end up not knowing anything, but I feel like I have a good feel of some of my purpose and really stepping into like losing more of the identity of who I am and really focusing more on the energy and spirit of joy and really trying to bring that into my life. And then what, however that unfolds, that's what feels right. Whereas before it was like, oh, my purpose is to be, you know, mental health therapist. That's what I did for 21 years. And oh, my purpose is to be a healer. I'm here to heal people. And you know, now I'm making films. All my purpose is to, you know, bring spirituality and raise the consciousness of the planet. But what I'm realizing over these past couple of years is I really feel like it's more about returning back to love, you know, and joy. So I'm doing a lot of fun. And I don't know if this is Aries energy or not, but like I constantly have so many ideas and so many downloads and so many interests and a lot of momentum and feel like I think I know what what some of my purpose is. But if I were to come to you, I guess I would be searching for maybe more direction or like, I don't want to come to you and know what I already know. I don't want you to tell me what I already know. And sometimes that happens. A lot of people go to psychics or mediums. It's like, you know, what I'm looking for, if I were to use, you know, your skills and your gifts is, do you think you could help me to really fine tune this amount of energy that is bursting and wanting to come out in creativity. And I have it going in like so many different directions. You know, would I be a good candidate for something like this? Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the whole purpose of my session isn't only to give you your soul purpose, the purpose of your soul. It's also contains quite a bit of healing and psychic attunement, alignment. You know, you're a, you're a guitar who's E string got a little flat. You know, you're a human being whose path through the world needs occasional tuning. 
retuning. So, so there's an energy reason why to come, even if you're super clear, a lot of people, some people have come to me for 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 readings in the last 40 years, that the same person. And so, so what you're going to get is an attunement. You're going to get a reminder of who you are. I'm going to look at over issues you might've brought here from your past lives. I'm going to help you turn karma to grace because one of the main things I help people do is turn around their, their strongest challenges to their greatest gifts. It's I've learned the magic of transforming karma to grace by working deep with people. So, so there's a lot of things you're going to get if you come to me, even if you're one of those people who's, who's very clear as to what your career path is. There's, there's many more things you're going to get. Awesome. I love that. Turning karma into grace. That's beautiful. So cool. I'm so glad I met you. And I don't even know how your name came across my desk. To, but, you know, it's at, it's at this point, this happens a lot, you know, with, with people that come onto my show. It's like, I don't know how they got here, but they got here for a reason. And I love it because even if my, you know, listeners don't take advantage of it, I just feel like I'm so <laughs> gifted with talking to all of these people that come on the show. So and what part of Vermont are you in? Because I'm, I'm, I am, I'm near Sagandaga Lake, Fulton County area, close to Saratoga Springs. Okay. So where are you in Vermont? I'm in Southern Vermont near Brattleboro. Brattleboro. Okay. In, in Putney. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'll have to, I'll have to see how, how many hours away that is. I love going to Vermont. It's got it's such just a cool a, feel. It's just a couple hours. A couple hours, it's, right? Probably like two or maybe three hours, I think, from you to me. Yeah. All right. Well, might bring my husband along with me and get him a reading too. And yeah, I'd, be, I'd love to see you. And I also wanted to mention uh, I'm working on a book. I've been writing a book for four years, completely rebuilding the 12 sun signs of the zodiac. And I'm almost done. The book, the book will be out in next year. And we teach a three year course in teaching people how to read charts on a soul level, like I do. We've just started the first semester of a six semester program. Other people who are interested can dive in catching up with a self-study program that we have to fill in the first semester if anyone's interested. And I also have a free monthly newsletter people can sign up for on my website. Oh, that's great. And this is at the markborex.com, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I found a couple of websites of yours that brought me to an astrology site, to yours, the books and and all of that. And you've got a fun Instagram page. So, you know, follow him on social media as well. Yeah. And it was just like really lovely to speak with you and to learn about this. And, you know, something really resonates within me. So I have a feeling I'm taking a trip to Vermont. Not sure when, but maybe maybe in the next couple of months, we'll see what the weather's going to be like. It's my pleasure to be on your show. And I just wanted to say that my name is spelled M-A-R-K-B-O-R-A-X. Great. And we will put Mark's information, all of his social media sites, websites in the show notes for you. And Mark would love for you to come back if you wouldn't mind when your book is ready to send me a review copy of it. And I would love to read about it and have you back on. And we'll, we can make you a regular guest here on the Path Love and Podcast. I'd be glad to do that, April. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Same here. And thank you all so much for listening. I hope something really touched you, touched your soul. Maybe even just listening to this, your soul knows something here is waking up. Maybe you're already beginning to remember who you are and really feel compelled to have a reading with Mark. I hope you do. 
And uh, I know that I will get a reading with him and I will probably follow up with another podcast once this happens. And I'll just, I'll let you know what my experience was like, and you can base it off of that if you want. So always great that you guys tune in and I look forward to bringing you guys another guest. So take care, everyone, and have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path11TV today. Bye for now.